Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I have the amazing Phoenix and I'm so excited that I get to interview her and get to know more about her December event. So thank you so much for coming today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I've been following you and watching your Sim stuff for a long time, actually. So it's super cool to be able to like talk to you in person. Oh my God. Oh my God. Do you know that was a first that someone's ever said that to me at the, at the at the start of this. Oh my God, you just warmed my heart. Well, thank you so much. I be warmed. Uh, oh, well, you're thank one of you. I, yeah. I've been following you for a long time, actually. Um, imagine my surprise. Like, I think the only reason that I was ever able to like talk and reach out to you was because you mentioned me on a follow Friday, and I was like, Oh my God, I got mentioned. Yeah, no. Um, I recognize before your, your your little your little caricature. I always rec recognize that, and I was like, "Oh my god, this person's so cool!" Like I love that. And then you wanted to join my Harry Potter collab. That was so much fun. That oh was a goodness. lot of fun. I just and got a new pack too. Right before that, I was like, "I get to play with my new stuff." <laughs> what pack did you get? Um, I think it was the cats and dogs pack. I think okay. I got that one right before. And I was like super into uh, Grace still plays too. So I made so many jokes while I was streaming that about like all of his jokes and stuff. <laughs> I even did this weird, like, and we're back to the only game. <laughs> weird <laughs> dumb intros he does in the full like bar. Oh my God. No, that's amazing. And then I just felt so honored when you reached out to me and wanted me to do like, to be part of your event. I was speechless because I didn't actually know what to do because I'm actually super not cool. If you can tell by the Sailor Moon painting behind me and my Christmas tree, this is my second Christmas, my, my main Christmas tree is downstairs. This is my second Christmas tree because we have so much Christmas decor that we need two trees. I think your Sailor Moon, I think your Sailor Moon makes you 10 times better because <gasps> secret Hush, hush. I have a My Hero Academia poster right there. <laughs> and, oh, then, and then my own poster right there. <laughs> and the back there is a Harry Potter poster. I am a nerd. I promise your Sailor Moon picture only makes you cooler. <laughs> Why, thank you. I, I love that. I, so before I, because I, I, I just flipped my desk. So now I'm pointing at the window instead of pointing here and like here I have like all my books and stuff so I like the top row I have all of my classic VHSs so all my original Pokemon um I got my original yes. Sailor Moons my original Scooby-Doo where are you's and then after that I have my two rows of manga and I felt so sad I had to sell all my Inuashas because I was I needed cash flow oh, and, I, no. and I sold all every single um Omnibus for a total of 200 bucks Cause I was just, yeah, I was oh, so no. devastated. I, the perks of being an adult when you need cash flow, but I would never sell my sailor moons and I would never sell my card captors like yes. ever, like never, ever, ever. But, um, anyways, well, thank you. Um, let's, let's start this off. I want to hear a little bit about yourself and uh, a little bit about your Sims history. Um, well, I'm, a very recent, I just hit my one year anniversary. I'm a very recent um, Twitch streamer, actually. I've been streaming on Twitch since technically since September of 2020, but I didn't start getting serious until October. Um, so I've been streaming for about a year or about a year and a few months now. Um, and I was introduced to The Sims from my friend Vex. She was a very large 
a very large YouTuber and was streaming The Sims when I happened across her and I was like, oh, this looks like a fun game. Um, and she gifted it to me for a birthday present last year. And I was like, oh, yay. And I've just been so addicted to it ever since. Like, I'm so the amount of hundred baby challenges that I've attempted and utterly failed is ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Like I've had kids getting taken away and one of them even died. It was really sad. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. So I got, I, I've, I've been a, a lifetime since player. Like I've been playing since I was three, I was 10 years old and, um, I played, uh, the Sims, Sims two, Sims three and Sims four. Um, I really, I kind of got back into it cause Kelsey and Pichu K's a hundred baby challenge. I watched it on Buzzfeed. So I was like, you know what? I can do that. If she can do that. I've, I've been playing Sims longer than she has. I, I could do this. I got to two toddlers called it a day and I had <laughs> unlimited money. I had a giant house and I had nannies and I still couldn't handle two toddlers. And then when I saw this scenario come out with like too many toddlers, I was like, fuck that. Mm -mm. Yeah. Not today. I don't need those scenarios. No, the power you. of Christ compels you. Oh my God. <laughs> I swear. If I hear over time that people want more playable babies, like, no, you don't. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, my last hundred baby challenge, I was streaming it and I had to quit playing it and like delete the world because the file had gotten corrupted so one of my kids was just perpetually floating three feet off the ground <laughs> I couldn't get him to do anything he was just perpetually sad as he plays on his wabbit tablet and I'm like oh my gosh go eat and then finally CPS came and swooped him away I'm like one of my twins just got stolen because I couldn't get him to sit oh my god it got really bad i'm like that is a corrupted file if i've ever seen one <laughs> yep a hundred percent that's a corrupted file i don't know what i would do oh my god where where the fuck is some wood okay hold on wood i don't know what i would do if my if my current world got corrupted i would cry oh I would my gosh ask. especially with the rose chronicles and everything like that would be really bad oh my god yeah, I because I I to be fair, I do have everybody saved on separate hard drives because I've heard so many stories being like, well, what if something happens? And I I don't give a shit about any other character besides Alexa and Oliver. Everybody else can be recreated, but I have put in like 10, like I don't know, like 20 like man hours into both getting their outfits correct, getting their facial structs. I'm like, oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. Again, I'm knocking, I'm now that's what I who that's what I have nightmares of these days. I used to have like you know, like growing like closer to your 30 nightmares, you know, just like you know, bill payments and stuff. No, I have I have uh, nightmares that my Sims game won't load. I don't know no. if that means I'm a Sims addict, but we'll we'll go I mean, from there. I mean, hey, when I started having dreams and nightmares about Mr. Beast ridiculing me and me getting fans because they hate me, I figured at that point, eh, I'm probably addicted to content creation, but it's okay. <laughs> when it's your job, it's okay to be addicted to A hundred percent, like- Honestly, like I like my name's Stassi and I'm addicted to Sims. It's like my literally mom I saying when I introduce myself to people because I, you know, to be fair, I don't have I only saw that I have like 
I think it's 4,000 hours played, which is not too bad because I was, I used to be a person that would pick up the Sims for two months out of the year and then put it down for the remaining 10 and then just pick it right back up. But now that's an every, every week game for sure. But, but anyways, enough about me. It's not why we're here. We're here to talk about your amazing December events. I want to hear what inspired you to create this event and what successes have you seen so far? Um, well, the December event is a charity fundraising event for my nonprofit organization called the Phoenix Nest. Um, the Phoenix Nest is a nonprofit focused on mental health advocacy and awareness, as well as post-trauma recovery. And I wanted to do this December event so that because 2021 has been possibly not possibly, it for sure has been the worst year of my life, including 2020. Like 2020, don't get me wrong, that was horrible, but 2021 has been one of the worst years of my life. And it's saying something considering I'm only 18. And I just, I went through a lot, a lot of really bad things happened to me. Um, And what I wanted to do was I wanted to help as many people as possible as I could so that even in the very beginning of 2022, I could be like, oh, 2021 was horrible, but I'm going to make 2022 the best year by helping as many people as possible. So I wanted to like bring awareness and bring advocacy to mental health and get rid of as much stigma as possible for the December event, like so that we start 2022 off with a bang and between us it was also low-key kind of a school project so (laughs) oh my god I I am part of DECA at my school which which is a subpar of FBLA which is the Future Business Leaders of America and I'm taking a project management project to DECA State and I decided to do this December event as my project but then it, it went from being just a school project to being something that I'm truly passionate about so it kind of like warped but the starting starting point was it was a school project. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. um, I want to. I want to say. I want to start this off that you are incredible. I want to. Oh I want to. I want to start off by saying that because most 18 year olds are more concerned about how many followers they can get so they can be a full time influencer versus what you are trying to do is you're not not only just trying to bring awareness. And, and the stigma behind mental health is you're, you're out there helping people. You're, you're being selfless. I can sit here and tell you on one hand, how many people I've ever met that advocates for mental health, um, you and my former school counselor, that is it. And of, of everyone I've ever come across in my life, that is amazing. And they're so young. Well, and, and think it, of all the amazing things you're still going to be able to do for the rest yeah. of your life. And you're starting now. <clears throat> The, my my idea like my mentality about it is like what am I going to do with my life when I get to that point like of course I am tr- I am looking at the numbers I'm constantly looking at my channel analytics like I'm looking at that kind of thing 
but I'm more so looking at it from where a point of view of someone who's in a different position would be like, oh, I'm gaining this much. That means I'm getting more popular. That means I'll have more followers and I'll be more famous, right? Like Mm -hmm. famous, being famous is their end goal. Whereas me, it's okay. I'm getting more followers. That's more people I can reach. I I'm one of my biggest, um, one of my biggest, like, I'm trying to think of the word. Why can't I think of those words? Inspirations. There we go. One of my biggest inspirations, one of the people who inspired me the most is Mr. Beast, which is really funny. Um, When he started coming out with those videos of like passing out money, thousands and millions of dollars to people to give to the home, when he gave a home to a homeless guy or to the random pizza guy that they had him help, right? When he started making food banks and buying entire grocery stores to donate to Salvation Army, like that kind of thing really touched my heart. And that's where I found my passion for helping people. I want to be like the next Mr. Beast where I'm giving away as much money as possible. Like I'm keeping money for myself so that I can live comfortably, Mm -hmm. but I am totally comfortable working out of my apartment for uh, till the day I die, paying rent, doing whatever, as long as the rest of the money goes to helping as many people as possible. Because if I'm able to sit comfortably in my apartment and not have to worry about my next month's bills, then the rest of that money can go to someone who is worried about paying rent, who's worried about getting kicked out of their house, you know, and who's not, who's already out of their house and having to go to soup kitchens to get food. I want to provide a safe space for them so that like people don't get judged because of the fact that their brain works differently than everybody else's. I I mean, that's, that's so heartwarming. Um, I, again, it comes to being, you're so selfless. Like I, I love that. And I I wish more people had this mentality of just being more of just instead of um, receiving, they want to give and they, and they want to make the world a better place. And like, let's be honest, the world's a very grim, dark place right now. And it's Um, only getting worse, which is kind of sad. It uh, absolutely it's, it's getting worse. Now I will say this as like a sprinkle of, you know, hope on it, um, that I would say in the last 10 years, um, mental health has been more talked about now. Um, that's bet It's definitely better than it was in like the early two thousands in, like in my, in my personal opinion, so I am, I'm 10 years older than you. Mm-hmm. I'm 28. Um, when I was in high school, um, you, it was not okay to be gay. You definitely could not have any mental health issues. You couldn't talk about it. Popular girls had to be popular and couldn't be nerds. Jocks were dicks. You know, like it, it was like that, like the, the teen fantasy rom-com shit. Like that's what high school was like for me. I wish now, like looking back at it, um, I wish like I kind of went to high school. Well, yes and no more now, not for the social media aspects. That's fucking terrifying. Um, but (laughs) it's really bad on social media. Oh my God. Like I, it's my age. It's horrible. Oh, my, my niece is 16. Um, and she's always like auntie, like, like you need to get your nails done. You need to get your hair done. Like you need to have your eyelashes done. And I'm like, I don't have disposable income. 
yes, just because I went to college and university does not mean I have disposable income. I live paycheck to paycheck, just like the rest of us. Student loans. Oh, we love them. Love student loans. They're so great. Um, just, just, you know, it's just the, the 10 year gift that keeps on giving. Exactly. Um, right. Um, I, I think mental health is a, a really important factor as well, especially right now throughout the pandemic. I'm very fortunate. I live with my fiance. It's just the two of us in this house, but like there are days in this house that like, it wasn't a fun place to be here mm-hmm. because we were, we were just both like wanting to, you know, leave, not like each other, but like leave the house and <laughs> right. like, um, it's, the, it's hard. The- Mental health and especially mental health stigma and the numbers of just everything that's happening. um, It's definitely risen since COVID has happened. And it's really sad to see. And um, for the video, quick trigger warning, because like this video is going to have a lot of trigger warnings. So um, like just the teen suicide number alone has gone up by 10 to 15 percent. Like we're seeing like 8%, which is probably the highest it's ever been. 8% are committing suicide, which is absolutely horrible because they can't handle the pressure and they're not getting the help that they need, which is the whole point of what I want the Phoenix Cess to be is for me to give them the help that they need so that we can lower 8% to zero if possible, because so many kids fly under the radar. And one of my main, I blame one, one main cause that I blame, especially is the foster care system. Like the foster care system is so fucked. It's not even funny. Like, and that that's a whole nother piece with the post-trauma recovery piece of my business where my end goal is to create a group home for post-trauma recovery because I've seen what can happen when a kid who's been abused or is being abused doesn't get the help or the, or the recovery process that they need. I've seen what happens. I've seen what kind of adult they grow into and I don't want that to happen to any people anymore. So I want to create that safe space for them to learn, to continue to grow in themselves, in their recovery, and learn how to deal with all of the PTSD and mental issues that come with having that abuse so that they can learn how to cope so that we're not having so much suicide. And it's not even just teens, it's adults too. And I'm sad to say I even looked because I, I, I looked this up. It's kids like kids under 10 are doing this and it's horrible. And that's the whole goal is to change that. Yeah, um, you're absolutely right about the foster care system. Um, it's a little different here than in the States, but yeah, it's not, it, but it's it. But it's not any better. It's it. it it's really not, it's, it's fucked everywhere. And in some places where there's not even a foster care system and these kids are living on the streets, it's so much worse. Yeah. No, I, I, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's especially hard to comprehend it. And it's, it's so hard to see, right. Because I mean, we've all like, we've all kind of done it at one point in our life when we see someone needing on the streets. And the first thing 
that most people think of right away is I don't want to feed their drug habit. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. It's you're not feeding a drug habit. And if say if they are on drugs, it's, it could not, it maybe that cannot be their fault. I have seen women who get have to take an Oxycontin for some unknown, for a reason they've hurt themselves. They need it for their back and anything like that. They get addicted to it, lose everything, end up on the streets, right? I mean, it's, it's absolutely devastating. And then especially with post-trauma, like you're, you're, you're actually having uh, first responders, firefighters now openly admitting that they have PTSD or anybody who's ever been in a car accident or been abused or anything. It's not just, you can't just say, well, get over it. It's you're fine. Like, no, like it's, it's, it's part of you now. And no, it gets, it's always going to be part of you. It, it's up to you to decide how you carry it every day. And some people are strong and can say, I can carry it like a, a scar on my shoulder. And other people say, I need help. And to me, when somebody says to me, I need help, to me, that's the first step towards any form of recovery. Cause that is the most important step is just saying there's something wrong and I, and I don't know how to fix it. So I need help. And I think, I think we also need to end the stigma for talking to therapists. I also think we need to end their $200 an hour price tag. Yes. Yes. That I think that is a huge thing. So talking to a therapist is not a bad thing. Hell, I talk to two therapists, two therapists weekly because of what I've been through. But the price, I will admit, if we could lower that price or even just like find a way to make it cheaper, but still get the good quality that is provided by expensive therapists, Mm -hmm. like we need that because part of the stigma around not going to see a therapist is how expensive it is. And it's kind of ridiculous. I shouldn't have to pay $200 to talk to a person for an hour and get help. I I totally agree. So I, I grew up in London. Um, it's about an hour away from where I live now. So they had a family service uh, therapy center. I went there several times. You could just go and show up um, if you needed help. And I, I've, I went three times, like three separate times for six sessions. And it used to be $10 because they would go off your pay. And mm-hmm. you know what happened? It got shut down a month before COVID started because our government saw it as public funding that could be spent on other things such as uh, police and weapons and just all that fun stuff. Um, To me, I think that's ridiculous. I think we need to, again, put more funding back into the education sector um, and into public sectors as well. And and with that funding, like you see how, like you see, like, my school district that I'm in, cause I'm still in high school, but I'm like a few months away from graduating. Right. Mm-hmm. But my school district is the poorest district in our state. We can only afford to go to school four days a week. Last Friday, we all had to do remote schooling because there was so many teachers out of the building that we couldn't cover everyone. And there's over a thousand five hundred kids in my school. 
And the number is only growing. Just in this last freshman class, there was 500 kids. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? The freshman class alone is 500 kids. And we, and especially with some of the new things that have passed recently, like Mm -hmm. our teachers aren't getting enough funding and our mental health, like, like my, um, my, my, uh, in the building therapist, she's only starting, she's starting to come to the school less and less and having to take on less and less patients because she's not getting the pay that she needs to be able to go in as much as she wants to or needs to. And it's just getting worse. Like, and the public and the public funding is going to things like um, one of the bills passed recently where is where the public funding is going to marijuana treatments. And I have nothing against medical marijuana. I truly don't. If it helps you, it helps you. But it's the people who use it leisurely mm-hmm. are getting better stuff just so that they can get higher. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Instead of paying for my teacher so that she can come to school and give me the education that I need. That's crazy. Like, and it's only getting worse. I, I'm speechless. Like, I'm, I'm actually speechless. This is the stuff that the people in the States don't want you to know. I'm not afraid to say it and I'm not afraid to put it out there. No. Like, our system is fucked. No, like put it like you need to put it out there. You need people speaking the truth. I'm t- I'm so tired of bullshit of just people just being like, Haha, life is great. Life is fun. Look on Instagram. Look, we just went to a farm and me and my fiance were so happy. Just like, oh. Yeah, I know. Right. It's just like, it's all bullshit. And that's that is, another thing bullshit. is with social media. And I think this is what fuels into some of the mental health stuff mm-hmm. is that on social media, the only things you ever really see is the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like no one's going to post a picture of them having a mental breakdown onto Instagram. Like no one's going to do that. So, but that's just the stigma of our society. Um, so I, I, I work in marketing. My primary sector is social media marketing. I live on social media for eight hours a day. I've actually removed all of my personal accounts because I cannot be bothered to do anything personally on there anymore. Um, it's uh, so social media is the end of us. Um, with it really is. Um, I have a, I have a former friend. I um, unfortunately we just didn't we couldn't we didn't make it through the pandemic. We just you know we kind of we kind of grew apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew she was in a rough spot. I mean I, I've known that for years. And every day she'd post going out for a walk, having a, like having a pup, like going to get some ice cream and just stuff like that. And I I'd look at her and I'm like, who are you fooling? Because everyone, like everyone who knows you knows that you're in a very dark period right now. So are you doing this for you? Are you doing this so people think you're okay? Yeah. And she'd say to me every time, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, so you're fine, but then an hour later, you're you're blowing up my phone with, I'm just so sad, right? Like, I I hate that phrase. Oh, I'm fine, or I'm okay. I hate those phrases, and not because they're bad words, but just because they're such an excuse and such a normal excuse that everyone's like, anyone, anyone, someone could be ready to go, ready to like try something right and they could tell someone oh I'm fine and that person would be like okay yeah 
Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the women, like if seven, if, if you are in a relationship and the woman's like, I'm fine. There's fucking no way in hell they're fine. Fine is like the death word. That's like, the, Guys, that's like if yeah. your girl tells you that she's fine, she's not. I no. guarantee it. Right. <laughs> But like, like it's just a code we use. It's a code we use for come give me cuddles, goddamn it. I I agree. And I think I think the thing is is as a society, we're as women, we're braced up to tell people we're fine because we're so we're supposed to be taking care of everybody else and our mental health has always come last. Mm-hmm. Um something I would like to see with mental mental health advocacy is postpartum. Um, so I just did a podcast and I've openly talk about it now. So I've had two miscarriages in my life. I had one when I was 20. I had one when I was 24. Yes. I was 24 going on 25. Mm-hmm. I was 24 at the time. I lost my first one when I was eight and a half months pregnant. I lost the second one before I even knew I was pregnant. So I've had on both ends. So the first time I had postpartum, I was 20. My partner at the time um, was very abusive and told me I deserved it. And I sat and had postpartum for about three months and I didn't smile. Now, anyone who knows me day to day knows I'm pretty, I'm a pretty chipper person. I couldn't, I couldn't smile because I had nothing to be happy about. And you know what everyone told me to get over it. Yeah. And it was, you, well, it was a blessing because you weren't ready for it. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's it was hard. And like so like and it, it like every woman goes through postpartum after having kids. It doesn't like some are more severe than others. I would love to see this program in high schools for 17-year-old boys and girls mm-hmm. uh go with moms for the day to show what it's like to be a mom. And what it feels like, not only does it educate the the teenagers, it also gives mom a break. Yeah. Because like, so your mat leave is very different than our mat leave. So our mat leave is a year or 18 months. I think the states, it doesn't vary by state. It very, I am, it varies by state. And then from there, it varies by job, like by like the head employ, like the employers. Mm-hmm. It's at the employer's discretion, basically. Um, so in the state, in the states, it's by state. There's a minimum that you have to give, mm-hmm. and then outside of that, it's um, up to the employer's discretion whether or not to give more. Yeah, it's twelve months across the board. No matter what province you're in, whatever what job you have, it's twelve months. And then they reintroduced eighteen months, but you work out. It works out. So when you when you're on mat leave in Canada, it's fifty five percent of your pay. For, for a year. If you take 18 months, it's 33.3%. Um, it works out to the same amount of money you get. It's just your child will be 18 months, which will be significantly cheaper to put them in daycare. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got curious. So That's now okay. I'm looking up how long the maternity leave is. <laughs> maternity leave... 12 weeks. We get what? 12 weeks. Yep. That's bullshit. Nope, you, we get, need, you need way more than 12 weeks. We get 12 weeks of leave. Oh my God. 
And you also have to pay for to have a baby. That blew my mind when I found that out. Yep. Yeah, you. I could go like if I was pregnant right now, I could go walk to my. I could go to my nearest hospital, and it wouldn't cost me a dime. Yeah, no. We go to our hospital when we're in labor. We have to pay an arm and a leg to have that child. That's insane. I because I saw people being like, "My child." That's why the that's why the United States foster care system is so full. Is because sometimes parents just can't pay to have their kid. Yeah. So they go into the foster care system. I absolutely. I mean, it also comes down to what's happening in Texas as well. Oh yes, don't yes. Texas is a whole other thing. Oh, hundred percent. That's yeah. just that's a hot mess that I don't think I'm mentally ready to get into. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's that's totally okay. I I um I'm a I'm an extreme feminist, and I um I'm I'm, a, I'm not a feminist because I'm gender fluid. So like at any point in time, I could be like genderless or male yeah. but I definitely support equal rights yeah it, it, well that's exactly it right and it's it's fascinating sometimes to see um how people want to argue that you shouldn't have the right to choose it's incredible because how do they get the right to say for something that somebody else is going through? And then they make the decisions. I'm a huge person to get rid of the old racist white male out of power mm-hmm. and start having uh, people of uh, color, people of ethnicity, women, younger people, for the love of God, just younger people making the rules and having more people talking about mental health and more people talking about um, just literally just human rights and it not being just shut down or just not having Tucker Carlson on Fox news, just screaming bullshit every night. Oh my gosh. Fox news. Oh my Fun, God. Funny, funny story. My grandpa, yeah. he is addicted to that stuff. He's addicted to watching Fox news so much. So um, that literally I could go over to his house at any point during the day and he's got Fox news on the TV. Like he's always watching and constantly listening to Fox News. It's really bad. And he, I went over, I went over to their house one time, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Nix, if your teachers make you start apologizing for being white, we're pulling you from school." I'm like, "Where are you hearing this? Right. They're not making us apologize for anything. If anything, they're." forcing and being super active about equal rights and equal treatment against all colors. Yeah. I mean, how the minority controls our school. We have a 53% population of minority at my school. Yeah. Like I'm not like, and if they do somehow, for some reason, start making me apologize for being white, I'm like four months away from graduating. (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. So that's something that doesn't happen here. We we yeah. like we have Fox News, but it's not like a 24-hour news cycle. It's just like the like whatever local US channel comes through will get their evening news, but we don't watch it. Like like we have CTV news all day long. I mean, our like news my, my grandpa like, records that shit and watches it watches it all day long. My god. Segment after segment after segment. It's horrible. Mhm. And I'm related to this man. 
Yeah, unfortunately, you don't get to pick the family. My God. No, my my nope. parents, I grew up in a very conservative household. Um, that's uh. to say the least. Um, they are definitely disappointed to find out that their daughter is a liberal socialist. Uh, that's oh god forbid we god, just god mm. forbid oh yeah we don't talk about politics anymore because i just can't hear the bullshit i'll just, sometimes i'll just walk away or i'll just be like mm-hmm and or, or, or i'll say who's your source fox news like right like my, who's your source my biological father is a republic conservative christian oh i pray i pray for you Oh my God. And he's a narcissist. Oh, that's even better. I, okay. I know, right? Are you, reli- are you religious? In any I age? am Christian, okay. but I am of the Christian population where I live by two rules. Love your neighbor as yourself and love God above all else. As long as you fit within those two rules, I am totally okay with you. Gender, ethnicity, um, like whatever you want to identify as, you do you, boo. I am okay with you. That's, that's fair. Um, the reason, the reason I asked this is, so I, when I, so I had a very different upbringing. Um, I had, my family was, my dad was more well off than my mom. My, Mm -hmm. my dad and my mom separated when I was four. Um, so I live with my mom, but I saw my dad and my dad, like he took me over the world. His job allowed it. And I, I traveled with him a lot. Um, we had a, we had a lot of money growing up um my parents lost it all during the 2008 recession oh yes 2008 yes 2008 was a fun year for no one in my household um but I don't think it was a fun year for anybody (laughs) no no it was not um but like I went to a a low-end high school um my parents pulled me out and then I went to like a catholic um, it wasn't like a Catholic boarding school, but it kind of was because it was so far out of the city that like, you, you were bust in and bust out. Like there was no way else to get you out there. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to get back to like the city, it was an hour walk. Right. Oh, geez. Yeah. And like it was and, and it was uniforms and all that stuff. So um, my family wasn't really religious growing up. Like I know I got baptized United, but before Catholic school, I could count on one hand how many times I went to church. Um, they wanted me to go to Catholic school so I could find God. I still haven't found him. So yeah, it was, it was a fair weird, enough. It was weird, weird in that. So, um, I went um, I also, I, and then that year I went to, in grade 12, I went to, I was in rehab. So I was in child rehab. Um, I had an eating disorder, um, that kicked me on my butt and I, I had to live at the hospital to, um, to survive because mm-hmm. I, I was very skinny and like every day throughout rehab, they would, we would have like Bible study. I think that was like the best way to put it. And we would, they really hammered home. If you believe in God and Jesus, he will free you of your sins. And that's something that to me didn't seem right. Because I, I know people do bad things, but then they say six Hail Marys and then they feel like they are, they're okay because they said six Hail Marys. 
See, there's a point that it becomes like, no matter what you do, there's just your sins, like they can be forgiven, Mm -hmm. but it's whether or not like, like for me, there's a point where it's like, okay, that can be forgiven. And I, I understand how it can be forgiven, but then when you do something specific, that's like really bad, it's like at that point, like there's no chance for you. I'm sorry about that. Like, and I don't mean to sound like hypocritical or, or very like stereotypical Christian. Yeah. But I believe that like, if you trust in God and put your faith in him and accept his grace, that you can and will be saved. But there's a point where it's like, even if your sins are forgiven, you still have to be punished for it. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I, I don't know. I can never say I was a good acting Christian because I never really did anything, but, um, I'm more, I tend to the atheist side now a little bit, not just because I've seen enough stuff in my life yeah. to feel, to feel that way. But like, I respect everybody's choice. Um, because I feel this way doesn't mean that you should feel this way or how right. you feel. Is that, like, yeah. I mean, th- that's what it comes down to a good opinion, but circling it back to mental health, you can, you have both, you can have both sides of the fence screaming at each other. And I really feel like, uh, since 2016, um, it has been this undivided line of if, well, if, well, you're wrong. Cause I'm right. And right. we, we've kind of lost this art of like a nice debate. And then you have people like screaming down on you in social media being like, I hope you fucking die and your entire family and shit. And then you read that and then like you, you literally start spiraling and then you don't know what to do. And then you're so worried about all this stuff about some troll who was a throwaway comment that means nothing to him, but that comment stuck with you. And it, and it's hard. And now we're in a social media age for the last 20 months, we've done everything digitally. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's another thing that some people don't realize is that like, despite what it may seem us small creators, especially we read our comment section, we read our chat, we read those things. Like we don't, miss one because we're small and we don't get them very often. So we hang on to every word that is said to us for people like dream. It's not possible like dream or Mr. Beast or, um, you know, Grace still plays like it's not possible for them to read every single comment, especially when their comment section has over like 2 million comments. It's not possible for them to read that all. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they are able to just throw away the be- the dead comments, but for us small creators, it hits us harder. And I think that's where we're really like, coming up short as a society is that we're treating like even if it is a big creator like literally a couple months ago Tommy Innit had to go on a leave of absence from content creation because someone had threatened his life on in, on the internet like that's not okay you don't do that to people and that only worsens a mental can worsens the mental condition and then at that point we come back to things of like like people taking their lives and or hurting others like half the time like if you look um um if you look at what happened to Columbine High School Mm -hmm. right like that that was the first major school shooting 
in the United, like the major school shooting in recent times, right? Like that was a huge thing. And the reason those kids did it was because they were suffering and no one was helping them. Like it drives people to do things that you never expect them to do. And it's not okay. Oh, I, I totally agree. The amount of school shootings in the States is scary. Not even just school shootings, mall shootings. Um, I mean, this shootings or like anything in our district, um, when we get put on hold, and we're when we get put on hold and told it's because like there was a threat against the school or something We're it's come to the point where we're kind of all just like, oh, yeah, OK, just another Tuesday. Right. Just another Friday, because this happens all the time, especially with one of our schools is constantly it's in a very bad neighborhood and it's constantly getting bomb threats. And so they're like on hold every other day and all the students have just grown used to it. That's just life at that school because, and it's gotten so bad. Like it shouldn't just be life at that school. It should not like the idea that the school might get blown up or there's a bomb somewhere. It shouldn't just be, Oh, it's just another day at school. That's insane. The only time I can possibly think about that there was an issue. There are two times. One, there was a coyote on the grounds and we couldn't leave, which it means nothing. It's a coyote. And the second one, there was an active shooting five blocks away from my school. And it was all, it was all resolved in 20 minutes. That was it. And like my, like my nieces, so my youngest, my oldest niece is 16 and my youngest is 10. And they actually have to learn in case there's an active shooting, what to do. That was never, that never happened. Fire drills and lockdown drills and lockout drills and hold drills and drug dogs running through the school whenever the police want. And like, it's like, we have like every drill for every type of disaster ever now. And it's, it's, it takes like, uh, it takes up like 10% of our total learning time throughout the year. Cause we have to do every drill at least once a month. What? In the States, at least in my district, we have to do every drill at least once a month. Oh my God. We'd have four fire drills a year, once a season. Oh yeah. No, we have a fire. We have a fire drill every month. Huh. Huh. I'm wearing a lot on this call. You have no idea. I've I've never (laughs) seen Welcome to the United States. Yeah, welcome to the United (laughs) States. Jesus. Like... I can't, there hasn't really been big school shootings in Canada. Now we had a, we had a mosque shooting. We had a van incident where um, uh, this gentleman drove into a crowd of people in Toronto and killed five or six people. And that, no, I'm lying. There was a Nova Scotia last year. A guy pretended to dress up as OPP and started just shooting people in the midst of the pandemic, but, was, ever, but everyone forgot about it. Cause it was just uh, like, cause like, it wasn't important. It, it's well, it, was, yeah. it just, it happened. I mean, yeah. And here in the U S we've got all sorts of fun things. I mean, heck we've got September 11th and we've got Columbine yeah. and we've got the Boston bombing and we've got 
you know, we've got a very, very bloody history and it's sad. And it's, and if you just look at the situation, not from blaming them and it's like their fault, like 9-11, that one, I will blame the people who did it. Like that was terrorist attack. That was out of our control. Mm -hmm. But you look at the Boston bombing or the Columbine, and you can see that the main reason that those things happened was because those kids, those people were suffering and no one was listening to them. Mm-hmm. No one was willing to help them. And that's the kind of thing that I want to use my business to stop in my event to just be like, let's help these people so that we can stop having so many drills and stop having so many things getting shot up and like worrying about, oh, what theater or what theater in Detroit is going to get shot up next or or what building is going to burn down in California next, you know, like those things happen because people are hurting mm-hmm. and no one's helping them. Well, that's exactly it. Right. Like, um, like they don't know where to go to. They don't know where to turn. Um, for us, we have a really, I'm sure you as well, big problem with meth. So, oh, and safe injection sites. So that's always a debate here is where to have safe injection sites. Now, when I was growing up, I was against them because I did not truly understand to what they were. Now I understand what they are. And all it took was reading one article and understanding exactly what they are. And we need more safe injections. So people who need to do it have a safe spot to do it instead. And then maybe can get help at the same time as well. You can't just, you can't just quit hardcore drugs. You can't. Yeah. It, it, it's a process it, you, you literally have to go to rehab. You have to get it out of your system. It's like smoking in a way. And, it, and I mean like, like nicotine, nicotine is a very, very addict, addictive drug. And if you look in our past, like there was at one point where we were literally making promotions about, oh yes, buy cigars, buy cigarettes. They're good for you. They help your health. And then you look at how much anti-smoking stuff, there's a whole organization dedicated to anti-smoking. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's very addictive and you can't just quit that kind of thing. Cold Turkey. It's not going to end well for you. No, God, no, absolutely not. So when my stepsister was in high school, she could smoke in class and she did. That's bad. That's yeah. really bad. Um, for <laughs> if, And nowadays, if they even detect a scent of anything, the school shuts down so they can bring a drug dog in. <laughs> That's insane. Cause like, again, like, like you, we had a smoking pit. Um, so like you, if you, if you smoked when I was in high school, there was a specific spot you had to go. Your parents had to sign off on it. Um, yeah. And most people just got their older brothers to sign off on it and pretended to be mom or dad. And then what kills me now is vaping. Oh yes. So like that was not a thing when I was in high school. You that did one not vape. I can speak about personally, actually. Yeah. I will be honest for a while, um, during 2020, I, I vaped, I got really addicted to it. Thankfully I got help. I don't vape anymore. I'm, I'm, I've been clean since the start of July, which I'm thankful or start of June, which I'm thankful for. Um, but it's a really addictive drug and it's, mm-hmm. it's really bad how quick it works. Like 
And, and like, you'll see in older places and like some older restaurants. And, um, I was at a convention this weekend and at the convention center that we were at, they had a designated smoking area, right? Like they still have those areas because like older adults and older, older people, Mm -hmm. they still smoke. Right. And there, and as adults, we are allowed to smoke. It's strongly discouraged and you might get ridiculed for it, but you're still allowed to, right? Like you're still allowed to smoke, but it's gotten so bad and it's not just nicotine anymore a more the two things you'll see the most common in the states is nicotine and marijuana yeah well you live in colorado i mean i live in colorado where marijuana is legalized so it's so much worse here i promise well canada it's all legal you can at any point no not one probably like you can like my fiance if he wants to you know do some weedy puffs um he can just light it up and it's fine wow yeah to me I feel like um it's hard I have I have a mixed feeling for marijuana just because I I used to partake Uh. in, in in the druggity drugs and I, <laughs> I've never heard them called that before. That's fantastic. Well, yeah, I, I, I this was a long time ago. So I used to partake. I don't anymore. I've been sober for over 10 years. Oh. Um, and to me, if you have an addictive personality, which can go into mental health, I always ask people, sorry, I had an eyelash in my eye. Why are you smoking? And can you stop? Right. Are you smoking because are you in pain, like physical pain? Are you smoking because you are um, mentally in pain? Are you smoking because your friends do it because you think it's cool, right? Like, um, and and if you answered, I'm smoking because I'm in pain, I will always say like smoking is not going to take that pain away. It's just a crutch. And it it, is. It's literally just a crutch, right? and it's, it, it's, it can maybe help you in a situation if you do it socially, but if you're doing it like 16 times a day and you got to wake and bake to live, like that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, it's, it's messy. It it's, can be, it can be really, really bad for you. Yeah. Um, I think what kills me is seeing these young kids just taking their vape pens and just smoking. I smell it and you look at it and you're just like oh my god it's devastating right so and depending on the age like kids my age I'm 18 I'm legally allowed to vape Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to buy it but I'm allowed to use it right like I feel like we should change the drinking and smoking age to 25 I've always been an advocate for that because your brain that one I would definitely agree with because your brain doesn't start developing until you're 25 Yes, absolutely. And I, I I can tell you from the amount of stupid shit I did when I was younger, um, I brain cells aren't coming back. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's, I feel like we should circle this back up and talk about your back to your event. This was yes. just turned in, this turned into the well, world is important. sad 2021. Right. Like yeah. it, it's important, you know, like it's hard and it sucks to talk about that kind of thing, but it needs to get talked about because it needs like, that's a whole point of the business, right. Is bringing awareness, Mm -hmm. just being aware of it, It, knowing 
what happens, what it is and what the consequences are that can help someone, Mm -hmm. right? Like it sucks to talk about it, but sometimes it needs to be talked about. Yeah. We got to bring it to the conversation. We got to bring it it to the table and you need to have these harsh conversations because eventually one day they're not going to be hard conversations. They're just going to be normal conversations. Mm -hmm. Like now in my house, like, cause my fiance, you know, he has, he has anxiety and he has depression and I've gotten better knowing how to talk to him when he's having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe a couple of years ago, I didn't know how to properly do it because I, I, no one teaches you how to have the right response to someone's having a bad day. And, and let's, sorry, go ahead. Um, Sorry. You said okay. to like circle it back. And that's what I wanted to point out about this whole event. Um, teaching people how to respond properly. Mm-hmm. That is what the whole point of these mental health packages are for. And that is probably the main reason that I'm trying to do this event, right? Is so that I can create some of these packages and give them away and give them to as many people as I possibly can so that you can learn how to handle these things from a person with it and a person without it mm-hmm. so that you know how to properly handle it. And so that you're not accidentally saying the wrong things that could tip someone over the edge because God knows how many times that has happened. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It, Cause all, all it can come down is just saying the wrong thing, but you don't realize you're saying the wrong thing. you you think you're just, you're trying your best. Like you're, you're trying to help. Yeah. And then something bad happens. And there's no going back. Right. Yeah. You question like, why did this happen? Right. Yeah. And then if something, if someone says something and then someone else does something because of it, that can hurt the person that originally said it too. Cause you're like, oh my gosh, was that my fault? Right. Cause you're, you feel guilty over that. And that's where depression can really, can, really start it, affecting you. It, it, it creeps in, right? Like, especially if you know that someone, you know, um, has decided on their own path to end their life. You can sit there and think, did I, did I, what did I miss? Mm-hmm. I, like, I, like, how can I, how could I have missed that? Was it because I was too busy with my life and I, I was, I couldn't look to see what it was like, like what they were going through, or maybe they were scared to talk about how they felt. It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think we have a long way to go. I think we've just started this conversation and we're not even 1% there. I, in 10 years from now, I hope that we have a button that can just turn off social media and we can have days where social media does not count or matter. I hope we have days, um, where victims of abuse can go and talk freely and openly about what has happened. And not only that, but to educate people on what to look for in certain situations, I hope more women or men that gets sexually abused will be taken more seriously instead of it being like either that I hate the saying boys will be boys. Yeah. That has to end. It's a stereotype. And because of a stereotype, like, like you can't like, I hate the social norm stereotypes right now. And because they're and it's, it's really, again, it's all social media's fault Mm -hmm. and not just social media, but the movie and 
film industry because they make these movies with these social norms and then that becomes the social norm right because yeah. everyone wants to be chris evans yeah or tony stark right mm-hmm. like everyone wants to be those people I so think- i'll just start acting like them I know what I think they need to add, and this has nothing really to do with mental health, but just like realistically, they need to stop having high school parties in movies with fucking DJs and like 300 people there and like unrealistic shit that is not realistic. Mm-hmm. I have been to more house parties than I can count and the max people will be there is 10 people and they're all sharing one beer and they're playing uh, Call of Duty. Okay. Right. Like, like that's a normal high school party. Like, again, like I, it's not I, the whole school coagulates into one person's house for an entire blow the windows out the, out the, out, out of their frames kind no, of thing. No, like I, like my parents used to travel all the time. So at my house was the house party. The max of people I've ever ha- had that one time was 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. Like without a doubt. And that was it. And we would maybe have like sourpuss because that was the only thing that Chelsea could get our hands on, you know, like, like, like we need to end that. I think we also need to end that size zero is beautiful. That is the furthest thing from the truth. I'm a huge advocate for um, eating disorder awareness, not only just for women, but for men. Yeah. Uh, I, when I was in rehab, there was more men there than women. And it doesn't get talked about. Right. Um, I want, I think, mental health wise there's an equal parts of our like specific disorders Mm -hmm. you'll see more gender you'll see more group of a specific gender than the other and what it what society is doing is pushing it all down like Mm -hmm. women can't have mental health disorders Mm -hmm. but women can have mental health disorders so men can't have mental health disorders like it's very very hypocritical and very double standard and it's it's horrible. Like we need to break the social norms. And I, I am like one of the biggest advocates you will find out there about breaking social norms because I believe in free will and having a choice for everything and anything you want to do. If you like, whatever you want to do to your, like, don't hurt yourself. (laughs) Yeah. But if you want to go get a tattoo, go get a fucking tattoo. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's very double standard and it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have said it better myself. I absolutely agree with you. Um, let's actually talk about the event this time instead of let's, let's actually circle, circle yes. back to it. So, yes. Okay. So we're in December now and this event has just started. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, you know, like, how is it going so far and what are your goals for it? Um, it's been going slow. I will say that. Um, we haven't gotten any donations yet, but that's totally okay. We've got the entire month of December and I want to keep the GoFundMe page up past December. So it's, um, it's slow, but again, it is only December 6th as of recording this. So it's, it's going slow. Um, but I'm hopeful, you know, like, I'm getting people's attention, which is the whole point, right? Like I don't need any dollar amount to be put to it. I just need people to pay attention and that's what's happening. And that's where I'm happy about it. Like I am totally okay. Not raising a single dollar this entire month, as long as one more person is aware and is working towards helping. Like even just being like, Oh, like one off in a video or on stream. Oh, um, 
just remember to take care of yourselves, drink some water, get help if you need it. Like if you need someone to reach out to, reach out to me. I'm here for you. Like just one one-off comment about how like they're not alone. Like mm. just one more person doing that can make the world a better place. And that's the whole point of the event. So as long as one extra person knows that it exists, then that's so much better. No, I, I agree. I, I, I have this mentality. If you're in a room and everybody is sad, you can look around and know that everybody in the same room feels the same way. But there's one thing in that room that's not there. You are not alone. You're in a room of people feeling the exact same thing as you do. And you can go and talk to them. You can ask them like how they're doing and you can lift each other up. The worst mm -hmm. thing in the world is feeling like you're alone and you're abandoned. You are not alone. No, you're and not never, alone. Ever, ever. I guarantee there's someone out there who's just waiting for you to reach out to them. You are never alone. Exactly, right? Like no matter, yeah, like no matter where you are in life, I always say that to people. I'm like, even if, you know, we didn't end up great. It doesn't mean that like, I still don't respect you. And I, I will always help somebody. My high school bully could reach out to me right now and say, I need your help. I would drop everything and say, how can I help you? Exactly. No matter if it doesn't, it's again, the most powerful thing to say is I need help. So it's step uh, one and it's a slow process and a slow road of recovery, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. Um, I'm like, I'm 10 years sober. Um, I've had a lot of sadness in my life, but I've worked really hard to get to where I am today. And it can, it's not easy. It took a lot of help, it took a lot of therapists. It took a finding a, a good partner that listens when needs, when needs be, and knows how to, you know, support you and be there for you and not tear you down at every second you get like anybody who's listening to this and you have a, an abusive partner, like make a, make a goal on how to leave them and how to do it safely and go to your local women's shelter, go find safe avenues for women and how to leave or men to leave. Yes. yes. I mean, hell, reach out to the police. Like, mm -hmm. even if it's like, even if it's a small thing, like I promise you, there are people that want to help. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to reach out. I agree. Well, anyways, Phoenix, I feel like you have taught me a lot in this call and you have one more supporter who's going to continue. That's all that matters. And to continue advocating the good word of, you are not alone and we are here to help you. Um, I want everyone who's listening to this or watching this to know where we can find you and, and how can they be part of the December event? Um, well, you can find me at Nixie Witchy on most social media platforms. Um, and if you go to my go to, I will make sure to update it by the time the video comes out. So it should be there. Go to PHX nst.com and that is the main website for the for my nonprofit and on there will be a link to the GoFundMe page where you can donate if you'd like to help and support the event even if this is even if you're watching this after December still go there the link will always be there any small piece helps so just even if like you can't donate and you just want to reach out and say you want to help me 
reach out to me. My DMs are open. Say, hey, how can I get involved? I promise you there is a way that you can help. So just reach out to me at Nixie Witchy, N-I-X-X-I-E-W-I-T-C-H-Y. Amazing. Um, I, I, I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. Um, we've been chatting for about an hour now and um, I feel like I'm wiser. I feel like you've taught, you've taught me something. You've taught me lots of things in this call. You're, you're bringing important conversations to the table. You speak beyond your years. And I love that. You, you care, your, your passion for people and caring for people is something that is so unheard of in this day and age. The fact that you are keeping that hope alive makes me believe in hope. And anyone who knows me knows I don't believe in hope. I lost hope a long time ago, but seeing your flame and the passion you have for caring for others is the hope that I need to continue to know that there are still good people out there. You're going to make me cry. No, please don't cry. That's, that's not what I wanted to do. I, I'm, I'm, thank you. Just You're welcome. Honestly, from the bottom of my heart, because just having you and I know that like, you're a sim storyteller and I know that like not many people who, who are afraid to reach out and help who don't know how they can help like you can help even a small post on your Instagram page or a small video two minute video on your YouTube channel or even just telling your friends at school just saying something to someone one person can change someone's life and that is what matters it doesn't matter about the credit it doesn't matter who's getting the credit it doesn't matter where it comes from who it comes from one word one sentence can change a life and that is what is important I I absolutely agree with you. I believe the old saying is we forgot to say hello along the way. We forgot to say hi. We got to, we, we now we just walk past people. I always like I always make an effort to say good morning to anybody I walk past on the street. I might only get one good morning back. But it was just talking to that one person who maybe who hasn't had had a bad night and just just didn't know what to say, didn't didn't know how to respond back, but just knowing that a random stranger said good morning to them or hello, or how's your day? Like, I feel like we need to end the stigma of asking. So this is a very Canadian thing. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Like, let's, let's actually ask people, how are you? With the expectation that someone might not say I'm not okay. And I want to, and I want to state this. It's okay to be not okay. The difference is staying not okay. Mm -hmm. This is something I live by. It's something my church preaches. It's something my whole family preaches. It's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to stay not okay. Exactly. You need to move towards your recovery. And I promise you, it might get, it will get worse before it gets better, but it will get better. It, it is true. It is always darkest at the darkest moment but the light is always there and what like and everyone at least once in life has hit rock bottom and everyone has the ability to climb up you just have to want it and you just you just have to be able to 
put it in and ask for that help and know that you're going to have a bad day still. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't want it, want it for someone else. I found that like, even I don't want it like in the beginning for myself, I didn't want it for myself, but I wanted it for my mom, who is my biggest supporter. Even if you don't want it, find someone. I guarantee, even just in your parents, in your friends, in your siblings, there is someone there that wants it for you. Mm -hmm. Make them your motivation. And one day, healing yourself will be your motivation. And that's where the real road to recovery starts. No, I'm going to cry. Um, <laughs> we're just crying back and forth yeah, to each just, other. We're just crying. Yeah. That, that, that hit hard. That hit really hard. Um, yeah. Um, I, I agree. Um, anyways, I feel like, I think this has been a very good and educational call. This is a very different summer spotlight. This is the most different one I've ever had. Be one of it. I'm happy I'm here. I'm happy I was able to do this. I'm happy I was got to sit down and I got to chat with you. And I'm I'm happy that you asked me to be part of the December event. You have no idea. It was I I sat there and I thought I thought and I wondered. I'm like, I'm not that cool. As we start at the top of this call, I don't really create my own stuff. I mean, I make these videos and then sometimes I do builds that like you know get like two views because they're not that cool. And I was just like, I want to sit down and I want to talk to you. Because what you are doing is so out of the norm for the like for this day and age, and it shouldn't be out of the norm. And I and I want to again. I, this is going to come out before the holidays. This is also this is a very sad time for everyone every every year. I was just saying to my fiance last night, like my mom is very sad every. Christmas because I don't live in the same city as her. I don't see her all the time and how Christmas falls. I won't spend Christmas with her this year. I'll spend it with my fiance's family and she will sit by herself alone with my cat at Christmas. And it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to see that. And like when my mom told me like a couple months ago that like she was considering taking antidepressants, like I felt like a bag of shit because I talked to her every day and I didn't know how bad it felt like she was until she told me that. And I said, well, why didn't you tell me? And she's like, well, I didn't want to bother you. We need to end that. You're never bothering me. No. Yeah. No. You don't bother people. Go talk to your family. Go talk to your friends. I promise you're not a burden. You're not bothering no. them. And one thing you said about like antidepressants, like I do want to end another stigma, like just stay a stigma there. Mm -hmm. Despite what the media paints antidepressants as, they do help. Oh, I God, myself, yeah. I am, I myself am on antidepressants. I'm on anxiety and antidepressants meds. I swear I have never felt better in my life. Mm -hmm. So just make sure what it really comes down to is making sure that you're taking the right one for you. So if you have to experiment with some meds for a couple of times, do that. But my God, make sure you're working with a doctor. Yeah. I was going to say, if you're taking antidepressants and you feel like you're going to, you need to get off them, don't just do it yourself. Mm -mm. Go no, talk no. to your doctor. Go talk to your doctor. They're going to prescribe something. They may lower the dose. They may up your dose. Just do that. A couple of my girlfriends take antidepressants and you can tell when they, when they don't. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's, e it's easy to tell and just, just make sure you're getting help. That's mm -hmm. the moral of the story. Get help. 
Yes. I promise it's okay. You're, you're not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping other people. Agreed. Well, anyways, Phoenix, it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you. Like I said, your flame is just starting to to glow. And I'm so excited that our past crossed so early on and our past will continue to cross. Heck yes. I am so excited. I, like I said, in the very, very beginning, you have been one of my favorite streamers or not streamers, um, content creators that I've been following on Instagram for a very long time. Like, I think you were one of the first Sim Instagram accounts that I've ever like actually found. And so I am so honored to be working with you and to be featured in a Simmer spotlight. And I swear this will not be the end. You and I will definitely, as long as you're willing, you and I will definitely continue to work together on so many other things. I am so ready to like <laughs> Absolutely. I am here anytime. I can't, I, I cannot understate this enough. I am not that cool. I have four best friends. I'm always looking for a fifth. So anytime you need anything. I'm down. Yeah. Don't worry. Call me your friend and you're fucking stuck with me. I am going to be on you like oh. a fly on sap. Right? Well, I'm a Leo. So very loyal. I'm extremely loyal. I'm a Libra. <laughs> worked out there we go anyways I want to end it on a positive note because we did talk about a lot of uh, harsh topics in here um anybody as well listening to this I am going to have um suicide um phone number oh my god I don't hotlines hotlines suicide hotlines below uh any eating disorder, mental health awareness in Ontario. Um, there are now programs in place for um, people who are really desperate and do need it, are able to get it uh, for the low price of free. So I definitely, I want to put those links below. So if you're having those problems, please let, like check them out. And yes. If you want, I can give you the website link that lists all of the suicide hotlines for every country in the world. Yes, absolutely. I have a ton of people listening to this in the UK. Yep. I can get you that link. Yes, please. Yes. Thank you, Phoenix. Yes. We're going to have that link below. Please click on it. If you ever feel like, you know, if you ever feel like you're at that tough spot, I I can confidently say this, Phoenix, please reach out to either myself or Phoenix. And we are here to help you no matter what time of day it is. I will pick up the phone. I will do anything in my power to ensure that you will be okay. But anyways, um, I would like to say that it has been an absolute pleasure. Please go check out Phoenix's content. Please come check out the December event. If you are able to, please donate to this amazing event. Um, it is going to a worthy cause to help our neighbors and help the society grow together and we can end the stigma of mental health together. So anyways, like I said, it's been a pleasure and we will continue to work together in the future. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. You are welcome.